Hi and welcome to episode 3 which was actually inspired by a late night drunken conversation that I recently had with a good friend of mine from Kenya. What started out as an upsetting trip actually turned out to be a double deja vu moment for me. So here is episode 3, Unexpected Epiphany. A double deja vu, as it obviously sounds, was coined by me. <laughs> no, that's not true. But I, well, at least I coined part of it, and possibly many other people across the world have also coined it. Um, but it quite literally means to have a deja vu twice, but of a similar timeline, um, or like a similar place or environment or situation. Essentially, it's not, it's, it's not a repetition, of this deja vu that you've had already but it's two moments in one experience that happen around the same time anyway maybe i'll just do an episode on deja vus and what i feel about deja vus but i am big on using deja vu moments as a way to kind of like prove i am where i need to be i don't know if that makes sense like just some kind of evidence that you're walking a path that was originally intended for you and of course here and there we do fall out of the path um or we do reach moments where we're at a crossroad and thinking am i really where i need to be and sometimes you know i will then in those moments get deja vus and i've always used them as some kind of sign or guidance that i just need to keep going no matter how weird the situation is that i'm in or whether it's a happy situation or a bad situation and maybe that's why i'm also very quick to picking up on learnings and just constantly trying to dig out lessons from my experiences but anyway last week i traveled to nairobi to visit a dear friend and just to get some time away from work because i actually work where I live or I live where I work whichever way and if that's the same situation for you I really think it's important that you constantly get time to do that to just get out of that environment um, to just free your mind so anyway I got to the airport on my way to Nairobi and I had some immigration issues and was held for 30 minutes by immigration I was pissed I was so upset I was livid I got so emotional. I remember calling my boyfriend and I think 20 seconds into our brief conversation, I just started crying. I just started crying. Like I felt very offended. I felt um, violated and vulnerable, mostly because the immigration issue itself was not an issue that I brought on myself, but that somebody else had kind of put me in that situation type of thing so I didn't I just really felt I get very like upset when it comes to issues of like power and when I feel that somebody's trying to use their power um, abusively or against me and things like that so anyway that was that was what was really upsetting about the trip and you wouldn't even believe that on my way back I had yet another upsetting moment which was also aggravated by the same external factor that I spoke of earlier so 
yeah, it was it was a very interesting trip in that regard. And to be very honest, after with the way that I felt at the immigration um at the immigration side of things, in the beginning of the trip, I was ready to go back home. And by home, I wasn't even thinking Tanzania. I was thinking Zambia. I just wanted to go back home. And if I was stubborn and really just kind of like, if my ego got in the way, I would have done it for sure. No questions asked. But luckily, I also just kind of like took a step back and was a little bit more patient. And honestly, I'm glad that I was patient with the situation and that I calmed down and it didn't ruin my feeling about the trip completely. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to share some of the experiences that I had with um, this dear friend of mine in Kenya while I was there. My first deja vu moment during this trip was when I was in the hotel bathroom where I stayed. Um, I had been mildly complaining about the state of the room. The bathroom wasn't as neat or as clean as I needed it to be. The space felt so abandoned. And I also realized this when I walked the corridor on the third floor where my room was, that the place wasn't what it used to be. The lights were dim. I think almost all the lights were off the whole walk through that corridor. But I mean, also I got there quite late, so maybe that was the case, but in hindsight, I could say that the place was a victim of COVID-19. I could tell that they probably couldn't be able to afford more staff because it just seemed like the infrastructure itself was quite good, but, you know, something changed and something happened. So there I was, struggling in the bathroom with a low-pressure shower. I was literally at the corner trying to kind of like, because the shower head was was facing a very weird direction anyway i won't get into it but i was um i was struggling in the shower right and then i get this deja vu moment in that exact bathroom and i was like i am where i need to be so for some reason i needed to be in a shitty bathroom um to be honest i guess having had that deja vu made me feel quite comfortable with the place i was still very unhappy but at least I was a little bit more comfortable having been in that situation and having had that deja vu. And it made me feel like, okay, I'm where I need to be. And this is actually my first uh, night. I spent the night and the shower, me having this shower was the first morning. So I hadn't even met my friend. And I somehow got this assurance that I needed to be in Nairobi during that time. So the second deja vu actually happened after a long day of long drinks <laughs> and having had a very long morning of like retail therapy that led to the long drinks. So we decided to leave this, um, I think it's like an, it was a reggae, a reggae bar, really cool. Um, I can't remember the name of the place actually, but there's a curfew in Nairobi, so all the bars have to close by 7 p.m. But somehow we stayed there, I think, until 8 or 9. And then we went to her friend's house to just uh, pick up something. And then we went back to her house. And that was the first time I was visiting her house ever. And it was really nice having to go to the house. So 
there I was sitting in her kitchen with her and watching her make me her signature cocktails while she narrated to me a dream of hers to one day open up um, a cocktail bar, a cozy cocktail bar on the beach. So in that moment, the deja vu happened. Definitely one of the most beautiful deja vus I've had because the scenery, the moment, the story, it was just so beautiful in that moment. I needed to not be at my hotel in that moment, but right there with her. But why? Why did that deja vu happen actually within that moment? So I figured out why an hour after our home cocktails and dancing in her living room to the audience of her two pet fish. Um, it was Liddy. That's all I'm saying. It was Liddy. So we started talking about career and both of us are quite ambitious or career oriented. I don't know if that's what people say. Is it oriented, orientated, or whatever? But we are career-oriented, and she spoke of some brave career decisions that she made recently and how she found herself again in those moments. So, of course, I gravitated towards that conversation about this moment of rediscovery. So we discussed how many times, you know, organizations or firms get these brilliant, wide-eyed staff and create like some kind of codependent situation with them and you know if a place is toxic it could easily make you small and that's something that's important to remember you may not see it happening it won't it won't be like a big drop of oh suddenly now i feel small it's quite gradual and it could easily convince you sometimes of imposter syndrome or doubt in your abilities and i actually speaking of imposter syndrome i read i read a a good article in the harvard review about how when approached with an intersectional lens a lot of our experiences are not merely an unreasonable doubt in ourselves as imposter syndrome suggests but there's so many other factors in place truth is that a lot of our structures don't support or favor black women and it's worse if you're a black woman from a marginalized community or, you know, whether you have a disability of some form or you're part of the LGBTQ community, you know, you're living in an area where you don't have as much access to resources. There's a lot of factors to it. And to to be in a place where you believe that maybe some of the things that are coming to your mind might be because of this disillusion around your, your abilities when there's clearly certain structural problems with institutions in general i think is a very big eye-opener and it's something that we constantly have to check and explore within ourselves so anyway that's just like a general observation from the article that i read so there was with my friend i listened to her and actually i listened more than i spoke and as i was listening and reflecting i realized that a lot has changed about me When I started my career, I wanted to find a fit for me that would give me financial security, um, more creativity and room to kind of like learn and grow, but also a peace of mind, right? So if there are places that didn't give me that, I left. I had so much confidence in my abilities that it never felt like a loss on my part to do that. One of my best friends would always tell me like, you always leave places so quickly, at least stay a year and a half, you know? But I don't know, I haven't done that in a long time. I once left a paying job 
the one that didn't pay me because I felt that they saw me more as a support thing and less as a human person adding value to a place. And I remember Ma was pissed, <laughs> but I guess she trusted my decision. I get she had no choice to trust my decision because I trusted it too. And that's just who I was within my career at the beginning of my career. That was gray. Fast forward and I am in a job where I love what I do. Um, but the last few years, I have questioned the development sector in general. Um, I've observed a lot of hypocrisy within the sector, whether locally, whether nationally, whether internationally. I've been really thinking about it a lot. And I have felt vulnerable in these structures as a woman of color, yet I have not moved. Even when I've been uncomfortable and decided on a new path, I would always kind of like get a better role instead and feel, okay, this is a, a challenge, it's an opportunity to kind of like do more. Um, but yes, still within the sector. I love what I do. I just don't always agree in the systems of the world. And I decided to think, when did I stop taking risks? When did financial security supersede my growth? And when did I really feel like I have grown so much or have stretched myself so much within my area of expertise or in exploring something new? And sometimes I'm just thinking, have I also, you know, put my peace of mind in jeopardy? In situations within my workspace I would never do that when it comes to intimate relationships but when did I start to do that even within my career to answer I don't know actually maybe I I will keep on staying for a few years and I'll just say a few more a few more a few more I don't know but what I do know is I'm more aware of it now which is the first step I guess, to inner transformation. And I never would have had this epiphany if I didn't travel. If I turned back after immigration or if I decided to stay in my hotel room because my room put me in a certain mood and maybe I didn't feel like having to go out. What I do know is that I'm aware and I guess that's what's important. So what then are my notes? For this episode my notes are actually starting off with more reflective questions like are there unhealthy habits i have built during my career how can i recognize these habits and start to work on them with the same sense of urgency that i feel with my very personal habits right and then are there like any opportunities and potential that i have let go of do I question my abilities? To answer, I don't know. I don't know yet. Because this is just the beginning. Sometimes I do feel for sure that I have made myself small to fit into one box. Or to take instruction. But that just kept on becoming more and more of who I am which isn't true and which isn't the case. So have I actually been making myself small? To some degree. Do I know for sure? Nope. I don't know yet. But what I do know is 
I need time to explore myself and to get these answers. What I do know is that during that trip, I experienced two deja vu moments, double deja vu, as I call it. <laughs> and all I know is that I am where I need to be.